Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Christian Ricky. And this is episode 19. I honestly, honestly cannot believe that we have come this far. Um, it still feels so surreal for me. It still feels like um, it's just an idea, a dream that I had and I'm still dreaming. It doesn't feel real. I doesn't feel like I'm on episode 19. It doesn't feel like it's been three months. It just feels, it's just been an awesome, awesome journey. And this is episode 19 and it will be the second last episode for the end of season one about relationships. So in this episode, it's just me again, your girl, Manaka. Um, and in this episode, we will be discussing the topic of dating as a Christian. And this will just be me looking at all the conversations that I had before on the podcast and just looking at some of the things that I learned from the conversations that I've had. So like I had mentioned in the first episode of the podcast, that I mean, I'm a big fan of the Uversion app and that's the app that I use. And when you go into the app and you type dating, you do not find anything like a Bible verse that says some whatever dating, do it like this. There isn't really anything like that. Um, so it leaves us wondering as Christians, you know, how should we date? Who should we date? And I mean, because we do want to do things the king's way and do things the right way and do things God's way. How does he then expect me to do it? You know, how am I to do this dating thing in a way that still pleases God? You know, and I have expressed this before that, you know, dating has been quite tough for me personally. And, you know, I do wish there was a, a book in the Bible that just spoke about dating, but that isn't there. And there is, there is some resources, there's books that we can read, um, there's a lot of resources, and there's some stories in the Bible that, that give, you know, some direction as to how we should do this, because dating is relationships, and the Bible has a lot to say about relationship. So as much as the Bible does not mention the terms dating or courtship, but we definitely thank God that we can find some principles and some books that teach about relationships. And they just give us principles on how to understand what's up with this very touchy subject. So I've gathered five points that will help us navigate our way through dating as a Christian. Here we go. So point one, become a spiritually healthy person. What does this mean? So the best way to have a healthy dating relationship is to first become a healthy person yourself spiritually. You need to work on your relationship with Christ first in your singleness before you can begin dating. And in Ephesians 4, 22 to 24, God's word reminds us of the need for us to throw off all the baggage of sin the bad habits that we have, the hang-ups, just everything that's bad. We are required to let go of those and to become new each and every single day. And that's a gift that God gives us every day 
where we can start over each and every single day. So becoming more like Christ sets us up for interactions with others that reflect love, healing, and wholeness. I'd say that's a step in the right direction when it comes to dating as well. When you've committed to another person in a romantic relationship, remember to keep God as the most important person in your life. You should not then make that person your idol and put them way above where God is. You know, you should still keep God as the number one person in your life. You should never place anything or anyone over God because that's considered the sin of idolatry. So don't make anyone an idol and don't make your partner an idol, but see them as a brother or a sister in Christ. That's so important because as a body of Christ, we're all brothers and sisters. Whether I'm dating you, whether you bear you, my boyfriend, you are still my brother, my sister in Christ, and I should still see you like that. And I should still treat you as such. And having God as the focus of our lives helps us, you know, to love other people even better because it's not just about us. It's not about pleasing that person, but it's about pleasing God and doing what God wants us to do. And the second point I have is that we should separate ourselves from the world's view of dating um, because hashtag we are not of this world. So we should not be doing things the world's way. In 2 Peter 2.20, it says that, and when people escape from the wickedness of the world by knowing our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and then get tangled up and enslaved by sin again, they are worse off than they were before. So if you were struggling with something and then God brings you out of it, but then you end up getting back into that sin again, it's way harder for you to get out of it the second time around. So we must definitely separate ourselves from the world's view of dating because God's way will always contradict the world's way. First things first, let's separate how the world views dating from how God wants us to handle the period of time before a couple gets married. At least I hope that's the end result we all try to get to in dating. I would like to assume that's the case. I mean, that's the case for me. I ain't dating just um, to pass time. Um, I can go to the movies. <laughs> Of find things to do for me to do that, you know? And God's way is totally contradictory to the way that the world says unmarried couples should act. The world is constantly sending a message of try it out before you buy it, you know, test it out before you, you date it. Um, the world says that sleeping around is very necessary for us to see if we're physically compatible. The world says that living together before you're married is completely normal because, well, how else would you find out if your partner's habits are too annoying to live with? The world says, test it out. Me, me, me. It's literally always about you. Are they physically, physically compatible? Are they, you know, compatible for me? Does it work for me? Me, me, me. And sadly, this is a very self-centered way of entering into a relationship. And I would like to think that none of us would like to get into a relationship with someone that's very self-centered, who just cares about themselves. You know, this view is all about pleasing ourselves. It's not loving and serving another person, which is what God requires of us what we have been commanded to do. And that kind of attitude and motivation would ultimately lead to a relationship ending in disaster. Even very well-meaning God-loving Christian couples can fall into the trap of selfishness when it comes to relationships. So 
um, not making it about just you, but knowing and understanding that we are created to love others and God's way will always contradict the world's way. And we should always separate ourselves from the world's view. And also just pose the question to yourself, if it feels very worldly, it's probably not something you're supposed to be doing. Okay, and point number three, um, you should date a person who is spiritually healthy. In point number one, I spoke about how you should be spiritually healthy. And then you should also then find someone who's also spiritually healthy. In 2 Corinthians 6, 14, it reminds us of the importance of connecting with people who are in line with our spiritual life. So the truth about relationships is that the healthier both individuals are emotionally and spiritually, the healthier the relationship will be. And God's view of romance is quite different from the world's view. And just like everything that God does, it's different from the world's view. You know, God wants us to first discover a person's innermost character, who they really are when no one is looking, before we decide to make a commitment of the heart. Does the person strengthen your relationship with Christ? Do they compromise your morals and standards? Has the person accepted Christ as their Lord and Savior? These are some questions that we need to ask ourselves and not just get into things just because, oh, I feel butterflies. Um, that's, that's a very worldly perspective, I think. So questions like, is the person committed to becoming more like Jesus? Does the person show love? joy, peace, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, you know, the spirit, the fruits of the spirits that Galatians talks about, do they have those? Or are they, I mean, not, no one is perfect, but are they working towards becoming that person? And these are the questions that we should really ask ourselves. We should apply these truths to dating by connecting with people who are on the same page, spiritually and emotionally with us, you know? Um, the the Bible says that we should not be unequally yoked. Um, it is a thing that goes around a lot. Uh, one of the things that people say a lot when it comes to dating, don't be unequally yoked, you know, and for a long time, I did not understand what that meant. But what it, what I, my understanding of it, what it means is that, um, like, it's saying that find someone who's spiritually healthy, who is chasing over the same things as you you know you're not just finding someone who says i'm spiritual because being spiritual can mean many things you know there's people that are spiritual who worship ancestry ancestry that's spiritual there's someone who's hindu that's spiritual you know so you need to find someone who is on the same path as you for me that'll be someone who is chasing after jesus christ someone who's trying to be like jesus in their everyday life that would be someone that I would feel is spiritually on the same page as I am, if that makes sense. And number four, um, keep yourself pure. This is very tough, especially in the, in the world that we live in now. Um, it's just, it's, it's a concept that, sound, that feels and sounds very foreign. No one gets it, I know. And it's, it's so hard to explain that to people, but just always remember that we are hashtag not of this world and the things that we want to do, the world will not get, which is okay because we know the standards that we live by. We live by the standards 
by God's standards. We live according to the king's standards. So yes, date without sex. And yes, the world will think you're weird. But the Bible tells us to keep ourselves pure and to flee from sexual immorality because our bodies are temples of God. So to keep yourself pure, it's better to avoid making out and doing other things that sexually arouse you. You know, you know your limits yourself. If you feel like holding hands with him just sends electricity through your whole body and you start feeling things that might lead you to doing things that you shouldn't be doing, then you know to cut that off because you know that it's going to disrupt your purity. But you need to set your own boundaries within the relationship. If you feel that a good night, good night kiss wouldn't hurt, then A, discuss it with your partner and take it from there. But do not do things that will, will take you steps back. And like we said in the previous point, that when God saves you from certain things and then you end up falling back into it, it's so much harder for you to come out of it. So just... Try not to put yourself in situations that you will get entangled and tied into and have such a difficult time getting out of those situations, you know? And yes, God designed sex. It's his creation. He designed it to be, pre- uh, he designed it to be pleasurable and satisfying. But the Bible states that sex is intended for the lifelong commitment of marriage. And he also designed it to be emotionally and spiritually meaningful, to cement a permanent marriage relationship. So, I mean, let's, let's not cement uh, permanent marriage relationships with people that are not our married partners if i could say that you know just just not complicate our lives um and in dating or court or courting relationships just be aware of avoiding sexual temptation because that is something that will probably be the biggest struggle in those situations i know for me that would be and according to first corinthians 6 18 Sex is not only a sin against God, but it says that it's a sin against our own bodies. So we should respect ourselves and the ones we love by honoring them the way that God intends us to honor others. So honor yourself, honor your body and honor the other person. It might not be easy. It's not easy, especially in a world where these things are a norm. Sex sells, sex is advertised everywhere. Even little kids get to see those things. but just remember, you are hashtag not of this world, and we are living according to the king's standards. And um, point number five, which is the last point, bring it to God. Just like everything else that we do in our lives, we should bring everything we do to God. You know, it's so easy to include God in our spiritual lives, but why not include him in our relational world as well? Throughout the Bible, we are encouraged again and again and again and again to bring our needs our concerns and our desires to god i mean he cares about those things god cares about every little thing the smallest things that make you excited you feel like you would like some ice cream and then your friend pulling through to your house and bringing you ice cream that's god he cares that my child was craving ice cream and i got her you know so god cares about the things that concern us and he's longing to connect with us in a way that's meaningful 
So our relationships can be an instrument that draws us close to God. And as we seek him for wisdom, guidance, and discernment along the way, it's time to take the pressure of trying to date biblically. But instead, we see the entirety of our interactions with others, including how we date, as an opportunity to connect with God, to become our best, and to reflect him to the people that he brings to our lives. Because there's truly nothing more biblical than that, just to love everybody that God loves just to love everybody that God brings into our lives it is just such a blessing you know so involve God at all times when you are in a relationship he will give you guidance throughout your relationship if you just bring every little situation Lord he has asked me to go to the movies with him I don't know which movie to pick. Bring it to God. God will help you decide which movie to watch. Like literally little things like that. When you involve God in every single aspect of your life, you will see everything that you do blossom and everything you do will just be blessed. So yeah, involvement in everything. And in summary, though the Bible doesn't talk directly about dating, it does speak volumes about relationships, godly interactions, and principles that we can apply to how we date. You know, so yeah, I hope this has been helpful to you guys. And like I said, this is episode 19, which is the second last episode for the season. And season two is just going to be so amazing. I mean, I don't want to sh share too much. Um, everything's still in the pipeline, but I will release the dates and all the information about season two on my social media, on Facebook, on Instagram. So I would just like to encourage you guys, you know, if you have any questions, any suggestions, anything, any input, any feedback, it's so appreciated that you head on over to Christian Ricky on Instagram, Christian Ricky on Facebook. Um, you can also send a voice note on the anchor platform there is a link up there that allows you to record a voice note and maybe we might feature it on the next um, episode how awesome would that be so yeah i hope this has been helpful to you thank you for tuning in to this episode of christian ricky don't forget to share this with your family and friends and everyone you know until next time i love you guys peace Thank you.